the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob and A.J. Appleton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as usual, Mr. AJ Appagarth. What is up, man? <sighs> Thankfully, not my daughter anymore. <laughs> I know. This is like the first time in six weeks you've actually had your daughter without the mother-in-law, and uh, you've actually made the show. So I congratulate you on that, man. Yes, it's... Uh, Good work for you. Good work for you. I'm um, improving. <laughs> We always like to see progress, guys. We like to exactly. see positive regression on this show. <laughs> uh, exactly. We talk about it enough. Oh, I might as man. well be able to uh, support it with with my own uh, doing as well. So, <laughs> good stuff, man. All right. So tonight, guys, we are watching a Bills and Patriots game that is in the third quarter already, and I believe the score is still seventeen to seven. Yeah, 17 to 7, Bills and Patriots. Um, Bills are punting right now as they went. They just missed a first down conversion. But anyway, uh, I think Stefan Diggs has a touchdown. Um, is it Gabe? Gabe Davis has a touchdown. And then some random dude, Marcus Jones for the Patriots, has their touchdown. Like, Okay, some special teamer that played one snap. His first snap of the entire season caught a little dump off to the side and just took it to the house. So, dude's fast. That's all I know. Te- I watched it. It was like, holy crap. Technically, um, he's listed on the roster as a cornerback. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy, though. Like, he, uh, yeah, he's, uh, right. yeah, he's a defensive special teamer who just, yeah, got into the game and it was kind of nuts. So, anyway. Uh, that being said, I uh, do want to, before we jump into things here, remind everybody to hit those subscribe buttons, hit those like buttons, leave those reviews, leave those five stars, whatever you got to do, guys. We appreciate it. And um, also, subscriptions are still open. Playoffs are coming down the coming down the line here. You're going to need those tough lineup decisions, and we've got you covered. We've got our award-winning rankings. We've got... Two guys in the top 20 still of Fantasy Pros, another guy in the top 25. We've got two guys over Fantasy Nation in the top five, me included. Um, we've got all of us over at Discord. We've got our betting. We've got our DFS. So if you're out of it, right, you want let's let's win back your uh, your entry fee. Let's get you into some DFS. Get you into some betting. Now uh, we got we got our we got our uh, experts over there to help you there uh, win back that money. And, uh, you know, if you're still in it too, like jump into our discord, ask us those questions. We've got you covered guys. That, that's what we're here for. We, we love doing it. And, uh, that's, so go to fantasy six slash plans and sign up, man. It's just 10 bucks a month. So, uh, so jump in there. And, uh, that being Money said, well spent. yeah, 
So let's do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. What you got, beer. AJ? Mm, I keep forgetting to unclick the loop. I hate that they leave the loop clicked by... I just like it that much. <laughs> Apparently, we need you to drink because I did it three times by accident. A little there, point, so there, just, there was, yeah. there was the just, same excuse I'll, I had when I'll I did just it drink on twice. our podcast. <laughs> I did yeah, the loop just on drink accident. Twice. I don't. I wish they would leave it looped by default, but I don't know. Maybe there's a way in the settings we can look at it. I haven't looked into it too much. I'll be honest. So, all right, probably AJ. Love beer. anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, right, we do. So, I finally. I, I guess broke down uh, to get this uh, Sierra Nevada pack of, you know, IPA pale ale standard stuff just to get the cold torpedo cold IPA to see what that's all about. Um, I guess, thankfully the hazies are kind of going by the wayside and now everything's coming in as cold IPAs. Um, Thankfully, the hazies are going by the wayside. I love hazies. Hazies I, are basically I New do, England's. But they're they're everywhere, man. They're everywhere. I'm, I don't want to replace. It. I've had cold IPAs. I don't want to replace big fan. it. I'm not saying we have to replace it. I'm just saying I need something different. I need a new flavor. Can I can I finish talking now? No. Or you you got you got more to say? You're gonna, you're gonna I'm gonna yell at you about saying that they should go. I didn't say they should oh, go. Move on, move on, Jesus. <laughs> Whatever, it's good. I like it. <laughs> All right, so I'm doing one that actually you missed a couple of weeks ago because you couldn't be here. So I'm gonna. I still had my fridge. It's a new anthem clapback Strata Double IPA. Um, I don't. I was here for that one. Were you? This is Wilmington, North Carolina one. Yep. Yeah. Is that the one but you came? Cool. In late? I'll pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Wait, is it hazy? Is it? Because those are like my total favorite. <laughs> I have no idea actually what it is. It's got a lot of strata in it. I haven't bought beer in two weeks, so I just had to do repeats. I'm sorry. All right. So this week uh, we've got two teams on by the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. So not much loss there for the Panthers, but, uh, you know, losing Kyler, losing D hop, even Hollywood. And then James Connor, pretty big loss for some teams who, you know, if you're fighting for, playoffs um that's gonna hurt so but that is not the main topic this week the main topic this week is we need to consider who should we consider benching these guys are some studs and you know there's some big names but i mean are they really startable fantasy players in your league going forward uh i know roster construction is going to be a big you know, a big determining factor in this, but you know, there's going to be guys that are there every year, right? We get guys right before the playoffs or even during the playoffs that just kind of bust out and win leagues right for you. Um, I could name countless players. Um, like a Um, <laughs> I, I do that every time. Sorry, AJ. Uh, <laughs> but Jameis Winston, right. You know, what was, was one a couple of years ago that, that did it for a lot of people. Um, I mean, th- countless players every single year come off these last few weeks and just gangbusters because injuries were just you know teams kind of tanking so they're not playing their star guys anymore and so whatever but that being said these guys are star players and more often than not managers are just going to go oh 
player A in my lineup. They're not even thinking about it, but should they? And we're going to start with probably the biggest name on this list, and that's Alvin Kamara. Now, you're thinking to yourself, probably, what? You're crazy. Alvin Kamara, he's he's so good. He, he's too good. You can't you can't sit him. Really? I mean, let's let's take a look at this for a second. Half PPR points, right? Um, for the year. Uh let's look for the last few weeks here. Four. So I'm going backwards from week 12. Four. 10.9, 6, 7.7. And then, of course, the three touchdown game, 38. I mean, he started in 79% of leagues. This week, he's going against the Bucs. Uh, I don't know his schedule moving forward. Uh, I could, I have it pulled up here. It so, New Orleans gets bye a bye, which is not good. Then he gets Atlanta, so that's fine. Cleveland's runnable against Philly. Kind of mm. kind of a favorable schedule moving forward. But I mean, like again, the production hasn't been there. And even some of these other matchups that were supposed to be good, Pittsburgh, right? He hasn't done anything. Uh this offense is definitely not near as good. His yards per average is atrocious this year. He's not seeing the double digit targets that he once was. And even if he is, you know, even if he is catching five, six passes, we're getting like what 30, 40 yards a game. Not fun in the end zone. What do we do with this guy? Is he just an automatic plug and play for you? No, sadly, he's not. Um, I think it, it again. You mentioned the roster construction, and you know, obviously, we've suffered a lot of injuries for the running backs, so it's very hard to want to bench him. But the production's just not there, and, and frankly, it hasn't been there all year. I mean, that 38 game against Vegas in week eight is obviously his outlier, followed by a 21-pointer in week five against Seattle. Um, those are the only two games where he had over 60 yards, you know, receiving. Um, you know, his rushing is, is okay. Uh, he's just not getting a lot of attempts there either, though. Um, which is surprising too, because Mark Ingram's been banged up. You know, this offense in general just is pretty bleh. Um, you know, Firecratch Dalton's been okay for them, I guess, but he's not necessarily doing Kamara owners any favors. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Like, I, I get it. The upside's there. And we saw it, you know, just a few weeks ago, that three touchdown game. Like, that's the upside with him. It is, it happens, right? I mean, we were talking about this just a couple of years ago um, with, with him. And then, like, he was the league winner for those who got there with him. I mean, he scored the three touchdowns in, or what, the five, actually, that, that one game. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, just something ridiculous. Totally crazy. But uh, I digress. We should move on. Um, yeah, and, and, I, uh, and I totally messed up, Mike. This was supposed to be your like segment. I was waiting. I was year. like, I totally botched it. My bad. I was just rolling. Okay. I'm, I'm just gonna come in and I'm just gonna interrupt so abruptly. I'm gonna throw you guys all off guard next time if you don't let me do it. But we're on to our next guy here. We're talking about somebody on the a struggling offense, um, but everybody drafted him early. Deontay Johnson, guys. Um, now he's only being started right now in 33 percent of leagues, but. 
we know, or, you know, a couple of weeks ago, this was probably up towards the 50% range. So it, it has been taking a decline, but is he one of these players that we, we need to bench going into the playoffs? Let's you lead it off, Joe, since oh. I talked the last time. Did you? Okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm, he is honestly a guy who's on the fence. He's been kind of hovering around that back end wide receiver three range for me the last few weeks in my rankings. But I'll tell you, like, he's somebody who is still getting a good number of targets, you know, and we're seeing eight last week, five, you know, five the couple weeks before. I do like where this offense is headed, though. Like, Pickett looks like he's getting a little bit better. Um, is he an automatic start? Absolutely not. I mean, your your roster construction is going to make a, a, a big difference in – whether or not you're starting him. Hopefully you were able to pick up some guys off the waiver who might be performing more consistently and more better than him and in a better offense. But I don't hate starting him, especially in any sort of PPR formats. Uh, he does get Atlanta this week, which is pretty solid. Baltimore, which is beatable. Then Carolina and then Vegas. I mean, that's and then Baltimore again. <laughs> like, yeah. not horrible there for, for uh, Johnson and even Pickens, right? So... Are they automatic plug and plays? No. Is it a definitive answer? I get it. No, but um, I, I'd be I'd be looking to go elsewhere if I could. But there's only going to be probably thirty guys that I'm like clearly starting above him, just because after that, I mean, it's all, you know, it's lack of targets, and you're definitely not getting the touchdowns from most of those guys. So. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with with that too. I, I think the schedule is favorable, um, especially next week. Baltimore, it's it's always a really good, close, hard fought game between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. So it could be low lower scoring, um, especially with you know their offense kind of just now starting to gel. Um, but, you know, Najee's been banged up. Warren's been banged up. Um, Pickett's still getting... Warren's supposed to be back this week, so... Yeah, I know. But I but over time, it's... it's mm-hmm. you know, He's been getting... Uh, you know, he's, he's on the field. So he's, he's going to be there playing for you. But, you know, next week, I'm, I'm on board because of the bye week. Finally, the last bye week. Um but I, if I have a better option, I'm I'm not hesitating to to go after it. Yeah, if if you happen to you know snag some waiver wire darling off the you know the waiver wire, like maybe a Zay Jones this past week. Yes, who I am I mean, in big favor of right now. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely in favor of putting him in over a Deontay Johnson type. And so let's move yeah. on to another wide receiver that I mean I, I'll 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 take my comeuppance. I was high on him in the preseason. Um, for a good reason, man. I'm not, I'm not going to give you crap for that. You know, I make fun of you on the side, but, dude, I, I was I, too. I, we I, all I, were. We all were, dude. I admit what I'm wrong here, but we're going to talk about, you know, a whole offensive that's uh, offense that's struggling. And we're talking about the Denver Broncos and Cortland Sutton, man. Um, now, like I said, he, he's actually being started more than uh, Deontay Johnson, believe it or not, at 41%. Um, but I, I – I'm sitting here confused on why he isn't at the same percentage or even lower. 
He should be lower. Um, because <laughs> as a floor. as a large shareholder in the Sutton stocks this year, um, not real happy with that buy. Um, he's just been disappointing, and and a lot of it is because of Russell Wilson being disappointing. Um, so it's not necessarily all on Sutton here. I just think that. You know, me included, Mike, speak for yourself, but I feel like you're in the same boat. We jumped on board with this because of Russ coming there, adding what we thought was going to be stability to the quarterback position. Um, You know, having somebody come in that's used to having good wideouts as as their main weapons. And then the Javante injury happened too. And it's like, oh, well, okay. You know, Mel goes going to be oh wait never mind he's cut um <laughs> it's like all these things kept lining up perfectly for Sutton and he's just been very very mediocre um and and really disappointing based really on can, the higher expectations that that I at least had for him uh, really kind of been out you know outplayed by Jerry Judy and and let's he be was. honest Jerry Judy hasn't even been playing that many games this year with injuries yeah, shout out Chuck Bass. Called it, bro. You were uh, <laughs> you were you were ahead of the curve on uh, on the the right receiver. Uh, so that I will give crap to about Mike, and probably to my like to my own chagrin. Like I was I was on Judy beforehand, and then Mike kept pumping the the Sutton love into my head, and I was like. Ah. Finally, finally bought it to the last second and flipped him in my draft rankings and was like, all right, I mean, you might be right. Judy was kind of banged up in the preseason, so I guess I bought it. That uh, was dead wrong. But, I mean, it may end up working out because Judy's hurt, so <laughs> just kind of, like, fall yeah, that way. Yet another good reason. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, it, it's weird to say, you know, so Sutton has been bad. Um overall this year like he's wide receiver 42 in points per game uh 6.8 in or no that's standard sorry let me switch to half ppr um he is wide receiver 30 9.2 that's also wrong god i suck right now 42 still and 9.2 points per game um that said like over the last three games since judy has been hurt his he has been wide receiver 34 so he's hovering right around startable wide receiver range right so is he completely off my radar no i mean could do you want more from him absolutely will you take 10 and a half points the last two weeks out of your probably wide receiver three in most leagues i guess i would i would <laughs> I mean, yeah, we would love more. You want you want 15, 16 points out of every receiver, if not more. I mean, it ain't gonna happen. He's your wide receiver. It ain't gonna happen, right? But or a flex. you know, um, but yeah, no, you know, you're and he's got some favorable matchups. Even even a, even a matchup against Tennessee, he got nine point six. That's not horrible. So the volume's there. He's a safe floor guy, in my opinion. And if it does happen to find the end zone, we're talking 16, 17 points. And he's going to be a wide receiver of 10 every week. 
that he scores, in my opinion. He's hit 16 points once. No, but I'm telling you, if he gets in the end zone, and I get it, that's, that's not likely to happen. And he didn't get in the end zone that game. <laughs> I know. That was a weird 122-point game. He's got one freaking game. touchdown. I know. I, I know. I'm telling Touchdowns you, if, are, I'm are telling you based, if he but... they floor guy as a good floor wide receiver three. I mean, um, I think it's – I think it, we can agree. We can agree to disagree that touchdowns in this offense are hard to come by. Yeah. Sadly. So I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. I'm just saying but, if he gets in the end zone, then he's a fine, 16 then I'll disagree. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> he's a we, we digress. We digress. Yes. Let's move Moving on along. to another another superstar that I mean, let's be honest, guys. I mean, he is bordering on sitting his ass. Um, but Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. I know, Joe, you're, you're hot on this topic, so I'll let you go first with this one. <laughs> so I'm mad at myself last week because we talked about it on this show. I had him at QB9, and when I did my final rankings on Sunday, total snafu on my part, um, you know, I compiled all the numbers, and all the numbers said QB4, and I forgot to go back and do my manual adjustments that I usually do on Lamar. He just slipped my mind. And I let him at QB four or five or whatever it was. Yeah, he finished QB eight. So I would have been like right on, basically. So kind of pissed off there. But the point really goes back to the fact that he just has not been a locked in QB one for the last. I, I'm, I'm trying to go back here. I'm trying to look at it now. The last three weeks. His he has been QB thirteen for the last three weeks. The last three games played for him, he's been QB thirteen. And yeah, last week was nice, twenty three points, twenty five in some leagues, you know, depending on your passing yardage, uh, yardage points. But you know, fifteen the week before, seventeen the week before that, he's he's able to run the ball. The problem is no receivers, and yes, Mark Andrews helped him last week. Uh, in the passing game, you could definitely tell. Uh, Josh Oliver he also was didn't help him by dropping a touchdown. Right, right. I know, I know. But you know, so so maybe there's a, a silver lining that you know Mark Andrews is back, and so we hope that you know he helps out and you know knock the rust off last week or whatever you want to call it. And so all is going to be good with with that. But they have zero receivers they can trust. I mean, Devin Duvernay is falling off the wayside. We're talking about uh, Demarcus Robinson now as being the guy. Like Deshaun Jackson. Jackson is the ones we're. Let's be real. AJ over here knows exactly what we're talking about with Deshaun Jackson. Like, come on, we we called it right. The very and it first sucks because the very I, first, I have his jersey when he was with the Birds. I loved the draft pick when it happened. I don't know what was it like eighteen years ago. I know, right? Um, I mean, well, it was fine, but it, yeah, but he comes I mean, in for one game and. Pull the hand you know, himself plays. up and immediately gets injured. And it's immediately, you know, yeah, immediately that's, gets hurt. that's who he is right now. And you know, Lamar he made a great play. He made a great play. Yeah, but I'll tell I you mean, what though, like also he, here's the problem with the Ravens. And and uh, you know, I wrote about them in my Bonds Banter article uh this, this past week, and I've I've said it every week they do it, right? They had another multiple point lead going into the fourth quarter or in the fourth yeah. quarter, they blew it again. They have now blown three of those, by the way, tied for the most in NFL history. They're going to do four. I almost guarantee it because they they don't have a closer. 
They don't have a running back that can close. Teams are just targeting. They're not targeting, but they're just keying in on Lamar for running. And they know, just cover the deep ball, let him dump it underneath. He doesn't have the guys who can like catch and run. It, it just doesn't work. This team isn't built to win close games. That's nice and, and on all, but I I agree with a lot of the points on Lamar. And I also I didn't actually, say whether or not to start or sit Lamar. I think he's sorry to say, but yeah, I think he's mostly startable because you probably drafted him really high and you probably didn't go out and get like a Gino, but even then Gino's kind of the same type of guy. He's hit or miss. Um you would have had to have like completely like hammered receive quarterback, which probably means you're not not have a very good team in order to not play Lamar. Yeah. That being said, he's not he's not ranked as high in my rankings every week going forward until he proves me wrong as yeah. some others. Now uh like you, I kind of jumped on board last week with him being lower and I ended up starting a worse option in Jimmy Garoppolo uh in one league. Ouch. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but eh, whatever. It was what it was. It, it, it didn't make a difference in the outcome of the matchup. I would have lost anyways. So <laughs> that, <laughs> that was not, matter. that was, I did not have Jimmy G ranked ahead of him in my rankings, even if I had oh, Lamar at nine, just to let you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I know. I know. That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I'll own it. I, that's fine. I, I, uh, I, I live and die by uh, my stupid picks that uh, I will blame on you. Um, for talking me out of Lamar last week. But all that said, yes, they have not had a good running game because Dobbins has been injured. Dobbins has been cleared to practice. He could be coming back. I don't know if he'll be back this week. Um, Most likely not back this week. Yeah, I would picture next week would be best case scenario. Um, You know, Gus Edwards has been injured. Um, Drake's been up and down. So there hasn't been that running game for him to fall back on. Um, Mark Andrews has been injured. We've, we already know that Baltimore's receivers are what they are and probably will continue to be that forever. Um, you know, they just don't, they don't put a lot of stock in receivers and Lamar is not a throwing quarterback. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a run first offense with a run yeah. first quarterback. Um, so I I I'm fine moving on from him, but it it is hard to do. Uh, it's one of those it's one of those situations where, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's one of those no, situations fine. where if you know if if a Justin Fields is healthy, I and you got him somehow off the waiver wire, I'm I'm starting Justin Fields over Lamar Jackson moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it's Joe, you're muted. Just so you know, um, sorry, I don't have fields ranked right now because we don't know, but that, that would be a close call for me. It's, it's right there, but, uh, I, we're going to move on here because yep. we digressed. We got another quarterback here, but it's going to be after this next player. Uh, guys, I, I need your help. Uh, talk me out of sitting Christian McCaffrey. I mean, coming off a bad game, I mean, he, he's banged up now. He's getting limited practices. <clears throat> Talk me out of sitting his ass. So this one's going to be easy for me. Sorry, AJ, I'm going to cut you off and, and, and just take this one and be done. Uh, Christian McCaffrey with, with Elijah Mitchell banged up. 
uh, like Jordan Mason, Terry Davis Price. I don't care about them really. Um, and then they're saying, you know, Christian McCaffrey dodged a bullet with his injury and so whatever. And so like, I, I, you can't sit CMC. We saw what he did without Mitchell earlier, you know, and I get it. Like he's been not efficient, but you cannot sit a guy who's probably going to get 80% of the touches in a, um, in a, in a Shanahan run first offense, especially yeah, I, a CMC type tal- caliber talent. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm still starting CMC if, if he's healthy and playing. So, all right. All right. No, I, I needed some, uh, I needed some persuasion here and you guys are the ones that can persuade me. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll move on to our. St- <laughs> 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 Don't overthink it. All right, but I'm definitely overthinking it here with our second quarterback on the list here, and it is our final quarterback, but it's Tom Brady. I mean, he is he is being started only in about 56% of leagues, which, you know, it's not as much as Lamar at 89%, but we are talking about an offense that's been struggling, a quarterback that's been struggling, and, I mean, they are kind of getting back on pace here, but, I mean, I'm not feeling very confident, guys. I mean, tell me about Tom. All right, so... Tom Bray is only damn you putting up like <laughs> for those who don't know we Mike accidentally typed in Tom Bray in our show notes so this is the dig at him so just so everybody isn't like completely just been like what, I hope, what do you think I hope about? there's a I hope there's a typo on his jersey this Sunday and it comes out as Tom Bray <laughs> that'd be awesome <sighs> Giselle took his D. Oh, damn. That was, Not only did she that take the was, house, that was but she phenomenal. Took the D in the divorce. That was phenomenal. Kudos to AJ for that one. Yes. And he's back. All right. So, <laughs> good. All right. Really look, good. All right. Moving on to Tom the, Bray. Tom Bray, the D list Bray, is be, oh. from, from week seven to 12. I'm going to be myself. He has less, uh, just about half of the fantasy points per game that Justin Fields has. Now, granted, yes, Justin Fields blew up and was incredible. Patty Mahomes is sitting at 28.4. Jalen's at 25 even. Mike White in one game, 24.8. Brady's down at 15.8. I mean, he's just not the same guy. Hasn't been the same guy all year. Uh, you know, I know he's been going through a lot of off-field issues and and apparently some D surgery, but I, you know, still at sixty-five percent uh, passing. Well, sorry again, that's that's within those weeks uh, seven to twelve. Put up fourteen hundred yards, six TDs to one interception. He's been sacked eight times though. Um, I don't know. I just think the 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 point with Brady is that if you can get to him, if you can put the pressure on him, you know he 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 kind of stumbles. Um, this team in general has not looked strong, and you know even with healthy receivers, uh, I don't. I still think they need Fournette to come back and be a stronger option. 
but this team just is not the same team under uh Todd Bowles that it was under Arians. Yeah, no, and uh I mean we, we do want fantasy points from Tom Brady, not fanny pack points. Um not sorry, just getting back at you for take, taking a dig at me. Um I <laughs> we'll uh, move on to our next play. play. Yeah, you. It, when you were uh, talking in the beginning, oh, when I was you, stumbling you, over my words. Yeah, you, you almost said fanny pack. Sorry, I really just had you know, Brady's deal in mind. So, <laughs> I mean, not I mean, only did he lose his D, now he's wearing a fanny pack. I mean, damn, he's getting dude. to that age. He is getting to that age. <laughs> That's no, I, I did. I, I agree with everything AJ said, and um, they, and they lost their uh, and, and they lost one of the best offensive linemen. So, uh, yeah, things are not looking up for him, and he hasn't been great all season. So, yeah, just, and it's a tough matchup I, coming I, up this next week. He's yeah. safe-ish, but he's not like locked-in starter anymore. All right, you want to talk about another not locked-in starter? Let's move on to our next guy here. Oof. Let's talk about DeAndre Swift. And I mean, this was a guy who started for the Lions' backfield in Week One, and certainly has it taken a 180 turn. Jamal Williams, 13 rushing touchdowns on the year. Uh, explain to me why I shouldn't be starting DeAndre Swift anymore, guys. Uh, so. You're not starting him because he's not getting the workload anymore. I mean, plain and simple. Uh, yeah. We we've seen we've seen um, you know five five six two carries by the way in the last four games played for him. And you're thinking, oh, all right, I mean, fine. So he's getting all the work in the passing game. I mean, kinda. <laughs> Three receptions, one reception, three receptions, four receptions. The only good news out of him is that he's getting a lot of work in the red zone. But he's not getting the goal line carries. It's like when they're within like the 15 or the 10, and then they do like the little dump off passes to him, and it just happens to be working. Or they like do the little like draw play to him, and he goes up the middle. It, I don't know, man. And then last week, right, it, it got even a little bit worse with him because – uh, they incorporated, was it Justin? Uh, was Justin it, Jackson. Was it Justin Jackson? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So, like, he had just as many carries as Swift last week. I don't know, man. Like, I want to believe in Swift. I think the talent is there, and we've seen it time and time again. But for whatever reason, this coaching staff loves them, some Jamal Williams, and he's performed. So, whatever. Um, but yeah, man, it's really hard to trust Swift. And so like, if you've got alternative options that you think you can trust more, I have no issues sitting to Swift. And I haven't, I personally have Swift on like two of my teams. I haven't started him in like four weeks. I think it's funny because Jamal Williams used to be the passing guy. I mean, Swift was good in, in the receiving game, but when Jamal came in to Detroit, coming out of green bay that's kind of that was his niche it was like all right well we're we're gonna be the passing back and whatever obviously swift was hurt so he took over the reins but i i mean he took him over from week one i feel like in this uh in this offense um you know swift dominated the snap percentage for those first three weeks uh well, sorry, first two weeks. Well, and it was then the it first flipped. week. He he got hurt though, right? Like pretty much that first. He got hurt the second week. Yeah, um, he played didn't he? the third week. 
Yeah, third week against Minnesota, he got hurt. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it but it he flipped. was trending. It was trending towards an an even split at that you're right. point. You're right. You're right. Actually, and yeah, I mean, he's come back and he's been involvedish in the passing game. But it's crazy. Like you think about it, though. Like look at that carries. first week. Look at the team he did it against too. I, Philly. Yeah, and I know Philly's not a juggernaut against run, but like. You would not expect a Detroit team to like just run over a Philly defense, and yeah. they did. <laughs> they they destroyed. I mean, he had 144 and a touch, and Williams had only 28, but two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, yeah. So he was he getting all the goal line work. The like there you go. There you're talking about. So and I mean that's that's just it. He's 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 bigger. I don't know if I'd say he's better, but Swift's had some injury issues and and he hasn't really been able to shake them, you know. And and now they have Justin Jackson, you know, the retread from uh, the Chargers coming in and basically doing the same thing that Swift's doing. Mm-hmm. Again, he's he's taller. He's about the same size weight wise. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting to start Swift. Yeah, it, oh. it is a tough play. So I think we can move on, though. Yeah. Yep. I, well, another player that I'm, I mean, I got in a couple leagues here, and it's it's kind of killing me to to keep starting him. But it's somebody who got uh, their coach fired mid season, and and we got Jeff Saturday, the new coach here. We got Michael yeah. Pittman of the Indianapolis Colts, guys. Starting in 74% of leagues. I mean, and let's be honest, the past couple weeks since Jeff Saturday and a little bit before that, it's been pretty abysmal. So talk me into why you think I should start him or why you think I should bench his ass. Do you want it, AJ? Matt Ryan. Um, <laughs> Wait, is that yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I inflected a question mark at the end of his name, right? So... Um, you? <laughs> he was good for <laughs> who's fucking with the teleprompter. Uh, I was gonna say, who are you? <laughs> uh, <Jeff> Saturday? <laughs> yeah. I, Pittman's just been too inconsistent. And I, I don't think that's all necessarily to blame on Matt Ryan. Um, mm. You know, Ryan, uh, Ryan's past his prime, but. I, I I don't know. I just I no. Ryan passes prime and he sucks. Uh, well, let's yeah, be real. But Pittman He's not good, man. Pittman um, saw eleven targets last week, caught seven of them. But they're sixty-one not... yards. Like, eh. okay, cool. He got the touchdown. A lot of them are not catchable passes, man. They're all if you watch the game, they're contested oh, passes and yeah. some of them he might have he probably should have caught but it's not good man like it's just not good there um if you're in for a hundred percent of the snaps 97 percent of the snaps two uh, three weeks ago against vegas and 98 percent against philly i mean philly's got some some really good t-backs but uh they've been beatable recently and that was a hard fought game but dude for somebody that you drafted as your wide receiver one yeah in a lot of places places, you're getting this way 
Michael like Pittman's contested catch rate on the season is 57%. Yeah, that's not very good. It's not great, guys. Um, that is pretty much one of the tops of the league as far as guys and, who have like a phenomenal – who have a high – he has the most targets and out of anybody who has anything that high by a and large that's his game. He is a possession catching receiver. So he he's needs, not going to yeah, be he, getting open with route amazing route runs. Matt Ryan is not throwing the ball. So look again, he's another one of those guys where he's hard to sit because he gets the volume, but he's dropping down the ranks because of um because of the production. Like there's just nothing you can do about it. Um it's yeah, you know, he's he's really... falling in the back end wide receiver two range at this point. Uh, I'm trying to look at where I've got him right now in my ranks. And you know, of course things will change before Sunday, but not by a whole lot. He is wide receiver twenty-five for me. So yeah. He's I mean uh, it's against Dallas. It's a that's a defense. That, yeah, I mean he's gonna get that's digs a, a, a lot, which I get is beatable. Tough matchup, but also be locked down too. Um uh, yeah. I mean, but yeah, so I get it. There's, there's a lots of guys who can, you can play over Pittman at this point. So just, you know, be smart about it, but yeah, he's, he's not a locked in guy anymore. So I, I totally get it. And this next guy isn't either. And he hasn't been all year. I was just going to say, is, is this next guy? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious of who you'd want to start between these two, but the next guy will move on Adam Thielen of the Minnesota Vikings. And I know we got just, he's dealing with Justin Jefferson and he's the, he's the guy there. Yeah, but you yeah. also got TJ Hawkinson, and ever since Hawkinson's come in, Adam Thielen's kind of taken a hit to his mm-hmm. uh, his fantasy value. Now he's being started in only forty eight percent of leagues, so it is a significant difference than Michael Pittman. But tell me why it should be lower, or it should be higher. <laughs> the look on your face told me different. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. Uh, so. I think Thielen's definitely matchup dependent at this point. So he isn't like an automatic. He's definitely not an automatic start. You're right. As, as soon as TJ Hawkinson got there, um, Thielen's targets have been there. But for some reason, the production has in the touchdowns have obviously dropped off. Um, that's been the biggest thing with him. And <laughs> Twitter is going to go wild after this year. I know it. Like, cause everybody's like, oh, he can't keep these touchdown rates up. Well, this is the one year he finally did. Yeah. So it is what it is. Um, I still think Thielen's a, a great player. You know, we saw it last week. He caught nine of 10 targets against New England of all teams. Right? I mean, this, this is a pretty good New England defense still. So he did yeah. it. Uh, so did Jefferson. Um, but yeah, as you give Cousins another target to throw to as a secondary guy outside of Jeff- Jefferson, that hurt Thielen. So yeah, he he got bumped way outside the the wide receiver three range for me. Uh, he's kind of been just outside of that most weeks anyway. So th- this percentage of forty eight percent, it's actually pretty spot on. Um, it's not a little high, honestly. So yeah, I'd be careful starting Thielen. I get the upside is there, but the the safety is not there. No, you're you're banking on him being able to pull Cortland Sutton-esque numbers at this point, you know, and hopefully get to double digits. I, um, I think Sutton's better. Oh, I do too. Um, yeah. 
I mean, he, he he's younger. He's well, and he's the number he's one. Worst offense. But he's a, he's, he's Sutton's the number one. He's one, yeah. By far, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not. to fight with either, and doesn't have a and doesn't have a pass catching running back to fight with in Dalvin Cook. So that, yeah. that's another thing to fight to fight There's with. There's just more with weapons Thielen. around yeah, more. Thielen, um that that are producing. Uh, you know, Sutton obviously has some weapon, weapons around him. Had, uh, but yeah, I'm 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 off Thielen. Um, I wasn't really on him at all this year to begin with. Uh, so cool. Moving on. Yeah, well, let's move. Let's move on to. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, this year's version of Mike Williams of last year. Let's talk about Gabriel Davis of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, guys, he is a superstar. We know this. He's on a great offense. He's getting started in sixty-four percent of leagues. But let's be honest, he is hit or miss. I mean, are are you starting him or are you benching him moving forward? Or are you just kind of hoping for the best? I think uh, I hate to take a quote from uh, somebody else here and use it on the show, but Matthew Barry in the end of, end of uh, NBC show that he does said it pretty spot on, and it's all over Twitter. You either just going to trust him or you're not. Like, you either got to start him or you don't. He's so hard to predict. Um, and I mean, tonight, perfect example, right? He he's caught. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the stats here. Uh, let's pull up the live stats here for for them. Gabe Davis, he's got seven targets, but he's only caught two of them for 15 yards and a touchdown. So, oh, I mean, okay day. Probably not gonna do much else um, because they're up 24 seven. So, like, not horrible, but not great. But he also has these awesome days, right, where he goes, you know. 20, 15 points, you know, 30 points. But then he has four, four, nine. Like, it's just sort of like, what do you do with this guy? He's so inconsistent. He's just, he's boomer bust big time. So you've, you've either just got to be all in on him or not. To, for me, I kind of rank him as like kind of in between boom bust, which means he kind of falls into that wide receiver two, three range most weeks. But personally, I don't feel comfortable starting him a lot of times. But I get the reason to do it. Yeah. Because he's going to win you a week here and there. Uh, yeah, I think he will. Um, you know, next week he's got the Jets. Didn't show up against them the first first matchup in week nine. Uh, you know, the week after that he's got Miami, which is usually a, a nice matchup. Again, didn't show up against them in the first matchup back in week three. You know, coming off of a, a really solid week one performance, didn't play in week two, so maybe that had something to do with it. Uh, but yeah, he, he Mike Williams of twenty twenty two is a great analogy. I mean, that's exactly what he is. He's just he you're, you're he might even be more Mike Williams than Mike Williams was last year. Yeah, I, I think he, yeah. well, I think yeah, Mike Williams was good last year, especially in the beginning, but um. Yeah, yeah, like geez. Mike Williams had a couple weeks of consistency. Like Gabe Davis, it's a roller coaster ride. You're up, you're down. You're up, you're down. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, 
But let's move on to our next, uh, and we're going to lump these two guys together, and I'm going to give Joe one, and I'm going to give AJ one. Uh, we'll let AJ go first here since Joe just talked last. All right. But AJ, first we're going to talk about you with Cordell Patterson, started in 47% of leagues, and then after that we're going to move on with Damian Pierce being started in 66% of leagues for Joe. Go ahead, AJ. I was hoping to get the Damian Pierce. <laughs> Damian Pierce, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Right, go um, ahead. Yeah. I, 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 I actually have him in a couple of leagues. I, me I too. don't have go ahead. Patterson anywhere, but I don't yeah, Patterson flip flop either. But um, we'll, you, we'll, you, we'll you leave Joe in the uh All right. leave Joe well, to improvise. Yeah. So Pierce I, I mean he's been steady Eddie with with the performance and whatnot. Again, this is a really bad team that he's on, but he's been able to find a way to to consistently put up decent points but he's not getting in the end zone i mean hell the team is not getting in the end zone um so that that really hurts his value for me and i've had a hard time putting him in my roster uh or rosters the past couple of weeks just being able to have you know a better flex option or whatnot um i'm i'm off of pierce right now uh, and it sucks because he's become a touchdown dependent kind of guy in this offense. Uh, I feel like if you had him and were able to trade him and get good value back for him, you know, non dynasty, obviously, uh, kudos to you. I, I, I should have done the same, but didn't want to pull the trigger. I, I was kind of hopeful on him turning things around, and he just hasn't. So. I'm I'm off Pierce, and I'll just I'll I'll add in there. Uh, I'm going to continue to be off Pierce if Lovey Smith is going to continue to start Kyle Allen. Yeah, that doesn't help. I will say this also, like real quick, just Damian Pierce is very game script dependent, and we knew this going into the year. We knew this like even after the first week, like we saw week one, right? They got down behind uh, from Indy, and it was all Rex Burkhead, and then it was like, oh, they they kind of Kate kept the games close they they or either had the lead but the last couple of weeks they got behind real quick against washington and then the, the miami game was atrocious right it was just like yeah. and so they have to go he does not catch anything he's not even he's barely targeted right i know he saw six targets last week but it, that's not his game that's not damon pierce's game that's rex burkhead that's oguna Boale. that's that's whoever is there right that's not pierce so that's gonna be his game and and, and i think defenses are targeting Pierce at this point because he's really the only guy there. A guy that we were going to talk about, we took off the list was Brandy cooks. He's another guy who like hard to trust in this offense, especially with yeah. Kyle Allen there. And even with Davis mills, it wasn't working. So um, the second guy here, Cordell Patterson, like, yeah, I have, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm going to do 30 seconds here real quick. Patterson off my list. As far as it must start, uh, he isn't being used right now. And then, um, you know, it, it's him and Algier splitting the 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 carries workload. It, it Patterson's getting a little more involved in the passing game. Like we actually saw, like his first three touches last week, or three of his first touches were actually catches, like downfield. Actually, I saw, which was surprising. So maybe there's something there. But again, Mariota's game isn't, and Atlanta's game isn't the pass downfield. So Patterson catching passes downfield isn't something you can rely on. Um, he has been a Hand the ball off to 
run up the middle because he's huge. He's going to truck some guys, but they're splitting too much with Algier. And I get it because they're looking for the future at this point. So I'm kind of out on Patterson unless you're desperate. Yeah. So I, uh, I think we're jumping into my rankings here. So uh, I guess All I'm going right. to be talking a lot more. <laughs> okay. So we'll start off with the QBs here. And uh, this is Mr. Deshaun Watson's. First week back to football since January of 2021. You got him ranked all the way up at QB 10 against his old team, Houston, who we just talked about, who is atrocious. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's only one spot above consensus. So, you know, I'm kind of curious how the process worked for ranking Watson (laughs) now that we're in week 13. I mean, you said it. Really, what it comes down to is it's matchup based. Um, Houston is just awful. Um, I mean, super revenge game for for Watson. Yeah, I have my. I will be honest. I do have my reservations against Watson. Um, so having the ten isn't a comfortable spot for me. Um, uh, you know. Certain projections put him there. My own take kind of went, eh, I mean, like, could I put him below a Brady? They're playing New Orleans, who, you know, is pretty good. Could I put, put him below Rodgers? Rodgers is messing with, you know, messed up ribs and a thumb. Granted, he's playing, you know, his daddy, you know, his his, uh, his kids, Chicago. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. You could put him below a few of those players. Will I in the end? Maybe. I'm not sure. But like Watson, this is one of those guys like where he, you know, the talent is there, but you worry about the rust and the chemistry. And I wrote about this in my Bonds Banter article, um, too, about how next week, you know, this week now, Watson comes back. And you worry about guys like, or actually I wrote about it in my targets and trends article where uh, Cooper has actually been the most consistent in his career ever. I looked it up. Absolutely the most consistent. He has been consistent wide receiver two or higher seven out of 11 weeks. That ties a career high for him out of the entire season, by the way. So, um, Cool. I will be serving crow in a couple of weeks at the party. <laughs> but anyway, so but hey, I have him in one league, my Warrior Bowl league. Uh, yeah. Anyway, where I got him super cheap. Anyway, the point is, is that he's going to come in, and I do worry about Cooper. I do worry about Donovan People Jones. I do worry about Majoku. I do worry about. Uh, you know, are we worried about Cream Hunt anymore? I think Chubb is probably the only safe player there. Because you know they're just going to hand the ball up. They're going to get, you know, Watson involved. Maybe Watson could. Watson has a ceiling of a QB5. I'm not going to lie. QB5, Watson, he has a floor of QB20. He really does. So I'm kind of playing the middle ground where I think the ceiling's a little higher than the floor and going QB10. I might drop out a couple spots. Um, but if you want to play safe and play like a Brady, Rogers, Smith, Carr, those type of guys, I I wouldn't fault you at all for it. He's a he's a total wild card this week. Definitely. 
All right. So the next QB we got here is Mr. Tom Bray. He is one and four in games against the Saints. So maybe they took his D uh, since joining the Bucks. He has eight tutties and seven ints in those five games. Averages 245 plus yards per game. So not, not horrific, but not very Tom Bray-esque. Uh, he's only averaging 12.4 points, fantasy points, um, against yeah. the Saints. So how do you have him ranked at, at QB 12, knowing all this and the fact that he has no D? <laughs> um, uh, it's stuck in the fanny pack. It is. I mean... <laughs> it's... You... <laughs> It really, it really comes down to the fact that it really comes down to the fact that the the Bucks are it's a, passing the ball an absolute shit ton this year, and like there's just no other reason for it. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's not there, but I mean, the like QB twelve is that a really hard ranking for him to you know meet surpass. I don't know, like. I, I mean, I know I said it earlier where, like, he's been QB 13 and QB 15 in the last couple of weeks. You know, again, he's another one of those ones where, like, yeah, I could, you know, bump car. That range of QBs right there is, like, man, take a six-headed die. Take it when your Dungeons and Dragons dice, if you have any, and just roll it and pick one. You, They're a all kind of the same. die would be a regular one. Um what the eight, whatever. That's why I don't play Dungeons sided, and Dragons. There you go. Twenty sided. Come on. Dude. Whatever the hell they are. I, I don't play it. Fuck that. I don't care. Neither um, do I. But at least I know what the hell they use. I didn't. Yeah. You know what I meant. Either way, you just take one of those game. and and roll it and put a bunch of names on the side and figure it out because they're they're all kind of the same. It it really is kind of preference at that point. My preference is play Tom Brady, who you know is going to pass the ball a ton. And is going to who has good targets, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. He's got Rashad White to pass to, and maybe Fournette comes back, although that doesn't seem likely at this point. But you know, you know it's there. So So okay. we'll move on to our running back uh question then here for you. Now, this one's kind of a freebie. I'll give you this one, but I was curious. You got Josh Jacobs as your RB1 this week for the first time all year. Is this a trend that will continue into the fantasy playoffs, or is this just based on the matchup for this week and kind of chasing the points a little bit last week? I'm not chasing points, but it it is it is based a little bit off of uh, matchup. Uh, the Chargers are not good against the run. Thirty uh, first against uh, against the run here, I believe, or thirty. Yeah, actually, if I do have PPR here, I, I always forget to filter this. Actually, they don't give me that opportunity. Is, is it DraftKings or FanDuel? It's half. FanDuel and DraftKings. Right. Thank you. No, they're not. Is they're not both. They're not both the oh, same. Yeah, they're not, right. they're not right. both the same. FanDuel is half. Thank you. Uh, so anyway, the Chargers are 29th against against running backs as far as points allowed in 25. Josh Jacobs is a monster, and clearly this will change if the injury, you know, keeps him out. But you know, we were worried about this last week with the calf. Uh, I told multiple people, and I pray they all listen to me. 
put him in because the guy they were going to play over him was like iffy at best, like not not great. Like I'll I'll take the upside on Jacobs, who looked like he was trending and playing. And uh, I hope you listen to me again this week. And if he's even close to trending and playing, you play him because the upside you get with Josh Jacobs is enormous, as we just found out. Um, not that I expect a forty-five point game again, but he's good. Oh, I do. I mean, that's that's all I expect. I mean, if he doesn't do it, he's a failure, right? Exactly. (laughs) Why did I even draft you in the fourth or fifth round? By the way, uh, I'm going to a real old school beer here, man. Nice. That's because that's how my week is gone. (laughs) (laughs) I I always loved reading these in the past. Remember this? Mm -hmm. They always put the words on the side. They're the saying, two inflammatory words, one wild drink. Agreed. <laughs> Here's a can that puts words on the side of the can so you can read while you drink. Just Thanks, what I want. That's, that's going like two years ago back, man. You remember that? I used to like read these I, every single week. I do, but just when you read, I know. Shut show, up. Just, just, just hear, keep talking. Hear the words that were coming out of your mouth. Nope. I don't want to. Okay. On to what the, do you got next, on, Mike? On to the next. All right. Zonovan Knight, the waiver wire darling this week for the Jets. I'm curious how you're putting him at uh, running back 34 after a pretty solid performance last week against Chicago. And you're also not having Michael Carter practicing this week so far. So, um, I got to ask you a question first. Do you think you should be higher or lower? Because I need to know how to go about this. With with what Mike White was able to accomplish last week, I think it's possible to say that there is a little bit more upside here offered with Zonovan Knight compared to Zach Wilson starting. So, I mean, there is a little bit of an argument for maybe a couple spots higher, maybe to that RB2 okay. fringe. Okay. Um, so here's my argument against that uh, is – for one, if Michael Carter is not active, James Robinson, I would imagine, will be. I don't see how any way he won't be. So it's not like we're just going to get all the carries for Knight. We're going to get James Robinson involved. We're going to get Knight involved. I know they favor Knight because they deactivated Robinson last week to play Knight in his place because he was a better runner. So, okay, you've got me there. Second of all, we're going to get um uh crap i'm blanking on his name right now um ty, ty johnson. johnson johnson thank you i keep wanting to say ty montgomery um so ty we, we johnson talked about tom brady's d and we talked about johnson all right it's a great night yeah what johnson the hell is happening here so talk about deontay johnson holy hell Dude, that was terrible i'm sorry i just watched this play by Mac Jones running around like an idiot in the backfield, and he's like sh- threw it out of bounds. Anyway, so Ty Johnson is going to be involved. He's going to take that passing work that Michael Carter was getting, right? So Knight already had a higher percentage of the rushing game over Carter last week before Carter got hurt. Then he just took over more of it, um, and then they had nobody else to supplement him with because they don't run Ty Johnson, right? So Car- Knight got all of it. So we have to pull back a little bit on the excitement of Zonovan Knight because there's going to be other guys involved there. They're not going to give him, you know, workhorse type, you know, a workload here. So um, 
that's why he, you know, his his ranking is suppressed big time because of that. Fair argument. Fair argument. I just I needed to know your process there, kind of like how I needed to know your process about Deshaun Watson for the week. So yeah. we can move on to wide receivers if you want, AJ. All right. So we uh, kind of alluded to this earlier. Mr. Zay Jones past three games has actually out targeted Christian Kirk uh, 12 for Zay and 10 and a half for Kirk. Uh, That being said, you still have Kirk ranked at 10 wide receiver 10 this week, four spots above consensus. Um, I mean, shouldn't you be wanting to knock him down a little? Or are you confident these targets are going to even out? Uh, I don't care about the targets. I care about the matchup this week. And did anybody see what Isaiah McKenzie did last week against Detroit in the slot? A lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Three touchdowns, I think, right? Uh, no, not three Start. touchdowns. I think he had two. Two. Either way, he was amazing. Uh, guess who plays in the slot for Jacksonville? Tom Bray's D. Oh, <laughs> Jacksonville, Jacksonville. Um, Say Jones. Christian Kirk. So, guess who's going to eat Zeke style against freaking Detroit's secondary? Yeah. And look, we look, we all love um, Trevor Lawrence's trajectory right now. This this is this is Christian's Kirk this is Christian Kirk's week, man. Um, I think uh, you know, yeah, Zay Jones has seen an uptick in targets and overall in the last, you know, actually are they tied? <laughs> five, twelve, and nine, or nine, twelve, and nine, five, ten, and fourteen. Actually, I think Kirk is slightly ahead of him still as far oh, as targets. Yeah. Um, but nine, yeah, either way, it's it's close. I get it. Jones is seeing an uptick in targets. This is still Kirk. Like, Kirk's still the guy, in my opinion. So, and especially in this matchup, all in. He will be in a lot of DFS lineups for mine, I guarantee it. Yeah, plus Zay Jones, currently questionable with chest issue, but I think he'll be fine. Sure, he'll be playing. Yep. All All right. Moving on. Christian Watson. Hmm. You've got it. Uh, wide receiver 23. Alan Lazard, you've got it 27. Has uh, the guard finally changed? Do we have a new receiver one for the Packers now? I don't know if we're seeing a new receiver one as far as like target share and things like that. But as far as fantasy and upside, like neither one of these. So. Backtrack. Lazard's upside came from a monster volume, right? And we saw that early on when he was healthy, right? 8, 8, 9, 7, 10, and 11, right? That, that has not happened two out of the last four weeks, right? Four and three targets, two out of the last three weeks. And then you're seeing Watson be able to do crazy things with the ball, like when he gets it, right? I mean, even with Jordan Love, he caught that little ball over the middle. And and, wow. and Mike, you, you tweeted that thing, and I retweeted it or whatever. Like, And it was just like, holy crap, he's fast. He makes even fast people look fast. Or he makes fast people look slow or whatever, right? It was like, that dude is crazy talented when he has the ball in his hands. 
He just actually has to catch the ball. So that's Christian Watson. Uh, but Lazard, yeah, Lazard's uh, stock drops quite a bit if he's not seeing the volume. And if and if Rodgers and or Love decides that, you know, they need to pepper the ball around a little bit more, then Lazard's not going to have that upside. Like That's the thing that kept Lazard in the, in the game was we all thought he was going to get all the volume, all those little back shoulder passes, uh, for touchdowns and, and things like that because he had that chemistry with with Rodgers. But Rodgers is apparently starting to trust some other guys. So it drops him a little bit. It took him a while. It did take him a while. Um, Absolutely. You know, what are we in week 13? So, yeah, Devontae's still not coming back, bro. Um, <laughs> how do uh, got to move on. You shut your mouth. <laughs> well, Why are Super one this week, by the way? I saw that. Not for the Packers. All right, we'll move on to our, t- our one tight end question here then. Dalton Schultz at tight end six. After his rough start to the season, you know, with the injury, with the PCL, I mean, is he back to an every week tight end one again? I think so. Um, I didn't think it was going to happen. I'll be honest. I really did not. But... Some of that is the state of the tight end position right now. It is so bad, but he's also played very well with Dak returning. Uh, We've seen games of tight end nine, tight end three, tight end one, and then a tight end 21 mixed in there. But that is is a very good return for a guy who you might have been a been able to pick up off of waivers in some leagues because he was so bad um, yeah. early on and because of the injury. And we did not know if he was really going to be able to stay on the field. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be able to, you know, we're talking about week three, he was hurt week four and five barely played. Didn't play week six came back week seven was kind of limited, but okay. I kind of thought like, okay, this injury is just going to linger forever. I'll be honest, I was stupid. I dropped him in one league in like week five. was like, he's done. This guy's out. And he's hurting me bad because I'm starting like Taysom Hill in that league for a tight end. Like it's, and I've, I mean, I've dropped, I think I've dropped Taysom since then, but it's, um, it's one of those like, uh, I'm starting crap at tight end at this point. So it is what it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what that is but yes very very bad Dalton i like Schultz hearing is, that it's probably a uh very very sorrowful tight end the rest of the it's year it's always nice to find a silver lining in the shit wasteland of the tight end position yeah all right let's rip through the injuries here and um to finish things off. And so I'll start with the quarterbacks and running backs and you can close it out, AJ. So Justin yeah. Fields, uh, questionable with that shoulder. He got in a full practice today. So very interesting uh, there. Aaron Rodgers dealing with the, as I alluded to, the, the thumb and the rib injury limited practice. But Aaron Rodgers is saying he's going to play. We'll see. Um, running backs, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> On the IR with that knee injury, he has practiced two days in a row. 
However, they're saying he's not expected to be activated before Sunday, so it could be another Gus Edwards week. Uh, Joe Mixon is still dealing with the concussion, limited practice. Aaron Jones with shin and glute injuries, limited practice. I expect him to play, though. A.J. Dillon, quads. I mean, we know he's got big ones, but, I mean, Jesus. Uh, limited practice. I mean, like, they got to hurt when they're that like, big, uh, right? Um, just, sorry, that was all grab that. ETN. <laughs> Travis ETN with that foot that held him out most of the game last week. They said he could have gone in but didn't, and that pissed off every fantasy manager in the world who had him, me included. Uh, limited oh, practice. Jarrett McKinnon, uh, questionable with a hamstring injury, didn't practice today. So that could be even bigger for Isaiah Pacheco, by the way. Um, Josh Jacobs, as we mentioned earlier, with the calf injury. Raheem Mostert. Mostert. Um, yep. As you guys always want to call me out when I make the bad spelling injuries, I'm going to do the yep. same. Yep. Anyway, knee injury, limited practice. Uh, they're very unsure if he's going to play, but he is uh, trending up. But, uh, you know, obviously if he's not, Jeff Wilson's in line to have a big workload. But that obviously doesn't always mean a great thing, as we mentioned, as we saw last week. He did not perform very well. Um, Michael Carter, questionable with the ankle injury, did not practice, as we've already mentioned before. Najee Herrick dealing with an opalique abdomen injury, didn't practice. So, Jalen Warren, uh, Benny Snell, McFarlane, those guys will will be you know, in, in line for a larger workload. If Warren plays, I believe he would be the guy that you would want to play. If he doesn't, I think I think it's Snell. Although I think Snell could be in line for a little bit of work, even if uh, even if Warren does play. Uh, CMC knee limited practice, but we're saying you know he should be good. And then Antonio Gibson dealing with a foot injury did not practice today, so. Close it out, AJ. All right. So we got Jamar Chase is questionable. Uh, it was a limited practice. He's planning on coming back this week. Um, we'll see what the trainers and everybody else says. So keep an eye on that. Michael Gallup is questionable with an illness. He did not practice. Jerry Judy is questionable with an ankle. Did not practice. KJ Hamler has already been ruled out with a hamstring issue. Uh, Brandon Cooks is questionable with a calf. He was a limited practice, but it's Houston. Uh, Zay Jones, who I already mentioned, questionable with a chest, limited practice. Kadarius Tony is questionable with a hamstring, limited practice. Um, he will be questionable for the rest of the season. Uh, Mike Williams, questionable with an ankle, did not practice. Devonta Smith is questionable with a groin issue and was a limited practice. Um, not sure if it matters because this weekend is AJ Brown, uh, SZN. Traylon Burks is questionable with an illness, did not practice. And Debo Samuel, questionable with the Saquads, did not practice. They're big ones as well. So what's up with this? Can I ask you real quick? Like, I know we talked about guys. Like, are we, you know, comfortable starting and not starting? Uh, we did not mention Debo, and for good reason because he's a monster. Like when he actually is like healthy and on the field, but his yeah. startable percentage right now is eighty six percent. He also hasn't been super consistent. Like, 
I don't know what to do with this guy. And, you know, maybe the injuries have held him back. Maybe the CMC signing has, has held him back. But, like, honestly, outside of that, you know, like he he had he had a big week eleven, but I mean week seven six point nine. Then he missed a week. Then he had six point one five point eight last week. I mean, he was good to start the year, like consistent good, but not like monster lights out good. Does he have the upside now still for you to where it's like oh he's automatic start or is it like eh, I don't know anymore. Ayuk has really taken a lot away, I feel like, too. He's a tough one for me. I I really like the matchup this week. Yeah. Um, Me too. So So it'd be hard, but but not not as high as I used to. Ayuk is still very touchdown dependent. Um, But this could be the week, uh, you know, another week where he finds the end zone multiple times uh, against this Miami team. So. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see with Devo, see what happens, you know, with this injury. But if it's still kind of iffy coming in Saturday, Sunday, I might be looking elsewhere, dude. Yeah, it is tough. Um, So before we finish off here with the tight ends, and I know we only have one tight end injury because Kyle Pitts is done for the year, so we don't have to mention that one anymore. We do have a question from Edward. Uh, Zang here. Yeah, uh, yo, start one full PPR Kamara, White, Swift, Robinson, Zeke, or Bam Knight. <laughs> Love that. Um, oh, <laughs> this one's tough, man. I'm not gonna lie. I think I think I'm going Rashad White. As crazy as that sounds, I. I know everybody wants to just automatically go Kamara, and that's what we talked about. No, but it's it's so tough, man. He's he's not even getting the the locked in target share there. I get that most rankings are going to have Kamara higher, but I think White is involved enough in the passing game that he's he's worth it, man. The only problem is is Fournette did return to practice today. That's yeah. the thing holding it back. I mean, I I like Swift's matchup against Jacksonville. They're kind of they're deadbeats at this open, point. but yeah. I mean, I I I think I would be like a one A one B with Swift and and White. Personally. I know it's a bold call, man. If you want to play safe. You go Kamara, but that, that matchup is tough. Um, White. I mean, Robinson against could be the interesting ones against the, the matchup either. I, I, I can't. But I he's can't, just not getting, he's he's not getting zero, a lot of he's he's not getting passes. Yeah. Zeke's not getting the PPR work either. Bam mm-hmm. Knight, no. Nothing out. Uh, Swift is definitely no. He's not getting even the close of the workload. It's between White and, and Kamara. The bold call is white. The safe play is is Kamara. So, but again, we mentioned this earlier in the show. Kamara's not getting it done. So, what are you gonna do? Um. All right, close it out here with the one tight end injury we got, and then we'll. All right. 
Um, hokey, hokey, hokey high is now low. Logan Thomas, questionable with a rib now injury. Or for the last three years. Well, yeah, whatever. All of the above. Um, limited practice today, so if you're uh, resting your your week thirteen on Logan Thomas as your tight end, I don't know many people that are. That's a bad. That's a bad move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think a lot of people are, are rostering Logan Thomas anymore. Uh, in fact, I look at our list here. Just, just. I'm just kind of curious on this. Nine uh, percent rostered and four percent started. So, no, this one's pretty nine irrelevant. times. <laughs> He's been owned. Uh, yeah. So yeah, moving on. Excuse me. All right, guys. Um, thank you for tuning in, and hope you enjoyed it. Game was twenty-four to ten, Buffalo over New England, and um. Yeah, we didn't get our questions. We we didn't get our Bob Dole questions this week. I'm kind of I'm kind of sad. I don't know where. Maybe maybe he didn't make the playoffs or, he, or he's out. I don't know. Hope, hope he's feeling okay. We usually get Bob Dole questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, good luck in week 13. Hope you guys uh, make the playoffs. Hit those subscribe and like buttons and follow and follow us wherever you listen and watch us. Good night, and we will check you out. And hope you all check us out next week. Peace. Later.